Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Hello everybody and welcome to our Easter celebration. And uh, as the Anglicans would say, Christ is risen. And uh, he is risen indeed. We celebrate together uh, in what potentially is the weirdest Easter Sunday we've ever experienced. It certainly is for me. But you know, we're here, we're celebrating together, and the truths of this day remain absolutely in place. It's my joy, my joy to come and speak to you. And the theme of this Easter is um, Hope is Alive, going alongside the release of that great new song, Well Done. Um, But the truth, the truth of, of that reality, that hope is alive, that that is our confession, that is our belief, and how much more so on a day like today. I, I actually looked up the definition of, of hope. Um, I mean, it isn't that I don't know what it means. It's just that I wanted a, a, a very uh, succinct uh, definition. This is what the dictionary says. It says, hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. And that, that got me thinking because for hope to exist, that means there's got to be the absence of something. For hope to, to uh, be relevant, there's got to be the absence of something. And, um, and the truth is we, we have an Easter Sunday because we've had a Good Friday. We celebrate today because of the reality and the pain of the Good Friday experience. There was a huge sense of loss. And, and you can imagine that being the case because the disciples um, had, they'd had an expectation of what it meant with, with Jesus coming. They, they had formed an idea of what his presence might mean. And the reality is it just didn't turn out like they expected. I don't know whether you can relate to that. I know I can, that there are just some things in life that have not worked out as we expected. Most of us, most of us, like those disciples, are in some way experiencing some sort of loss right now, obviously. The disciples were experiencing not only uh, the loss of Jesus, the grief associated with that, which was very real and cannot be minimized, but they were also the experiencing the loss and the grief associated around a vision, a dream 
something that they had formed in their own minds, thinking that this was the way it was going to work out. And, uh, and it didn't work out that way. Maybe that's some of your experience right now. You know, events have been cancelled. You know, family gatherings are not happening. There are birthday parties that are not happening. Holidays cancelled. There's a loss of ability to gather, loss of health, loss of jobs. These are a very real and present reality for many of us at this time. Um, and therefore we relate because just as those first disciples would have experienced uh, real pain and frustration, then there are many of us for varying reasons, who are also finding themselves experiencing pain and frustration at this time. The death of Jesus meant that things had not turned out as expected. And I think we could honestly say, I know I can, that already, I mean, it's true of many situations in life, but 2020 has not turned out how I imagined at all. I don't know. I feel like I can hear a hearty amen resounding across the city right now. But one of the great things about today is, one of the great things about Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday, is the proof that what felt like the end is in reality just the beginning. And that isn't just a nice thing to say. For those who trust in God, for those who love God, that is an absolute reality that even when things feel like they have come to an end, with God, it can in reality just be the very beginning. Jesus actually said to his disciples in, in John 16, verse 7. He said this, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus said, It is good that I'm going away. I think... I think he had to say it was good because it certainly didn't feel like it was good. And, and that's the truth, that there are some things that, that when Jesus says it's good, it doesn't always feel like it's good. Hope, though, tells us even in a time of loss, good will come. And, and this is what we need to speak over ourselves. This is what we need to speak over our families. This is what we need to speak over um, our work situation, our health situation, because the Bible promises that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, again, 
Not everything is good. Not everything feels good. But we've got to trust God that all things are working together for good. And how how true is it at this time uh, in this season? Hope tells us that all things are working together for good. And hope steps in when we have the the um, lack of evidence, where there is the absence of something. Hope steps in to help us understand and rightly grasp our present circumstances, to rightly grasp our present scenario, because, because Abraham faced the facts, but he believed God. And as people of God, as people of faith, we're not asking uh, anyone, I'm not asking anyone, I'm not even doing it myself, just to, you know, keep saying everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Because honestly, not everything is fine. I face the facts. You know what? This isn't great. This isn't good. I don't like that situation. I don't like that that's happened. That isn't good. But having faced the facts, I make a choice, but I believe God. I believe what he said. We can say this because hope is not just a thing. Hope is a person. In First Timothy 1, verse 1, the Bible actually says that, that Christ Jesus is our hope. Christ Jesus is our hope. The, the whole concept of hope is, is not just wrapped up in a dream. It's wrapped up in a reality of a person, the very being of Jesus Christ. And we have hope because of the knowledge of what happened today on Easter Sunday. We have this hope because Christ overcame death and rose again. Christ overcame death and rose again, proving that hope is victorious and conquers all. When you think of how desperate um, it must have been on that Friday um, when, when Jesus died, and then you think about how even more desperate it must have felt on that Saturday when they woke up and it had not it had not just been a dream it had not just been a nightmare it was a reality Jesus was gone but then trickling through came the good news of an even greater reality that Jesus had risen from the dead Hallelujah. How amazing is that? This is our hope because Jesus overcame death for us. And I say that because I want us to understand afresh today that our hope is not in vain. It is not a pointless, pitiful, pathetic exercise. It is real. It is alive. It is vibrant. We hold on to him who is hope and he is the one 
who will see us through. He isn't just the light at the end of our tunnel. He is our light all the way through the tunnel. He is bringing us out the other side of this. And I get it. Not everything is clear. Not everything not everything is, is well understood. But we have to hold on to what we know. This Easter Sunday, Christ is risen. Christ is alive. You know, for someone like myself and, 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 and Lynette, my wife, you know, um, the joy of having known Jesus over many years, and, and some of you will really relate to what I'm saying because this is your story too. When we speak of hope, some of us who've been on the road a little while, um, you know, some of us who are, you know, I can see these gray hairs um, in the screen and uh, they're proof that I've been on the road um, a long time. Thankfully, um, my wife looks a lot better, actually, uh, than I do. But, you know, the truth, the truth and reality is that having been on the road, we have proved God many times over the years. And, and, and so when I come and speak to you of hope, I'm not just coming to speak to you about a concept. I'm, I'm coming to speak to you about a reality because this has been our experience. Lynette and I have proved him. Our family have proved him through financial hardship. We've proved him through sickness. We've proved him through emotional turmoil. And the truth is that, you know, some of these times... And let's be real, you know, I think we've got to be real, that through some of these times, um, they have been so dark that it felt like we lost sight of God. Because, you know, you, you can say that. You can talk about that Jesus isn't just the light at the end of the tunnel. You can talk about the fact that Jesus is with you every step of the way. But I think sometimes we don't take time to address the fact that it doesn't always feel like that. We believe it by faith, but it doesn't always feel it feel that way. But then we're not basing this on our feelings. We're basing this on the truth. We're basing this on the word of God. We're basing this on um, our, our faith. In, in God and, and the fact that, that he promised he's got us and therefore I do not trust my feelings over what he has said. In all the confusion, in all the lack, in all the darkness, we remind ourselves, even though sometimes it might feel like I've lost sight of God, God has not lost sight of me. And God has not lost sight of you, not even for a moment. And I want to remind us, because this is the <laughs> Resurrection Sunday, uh, proves that it's not over until God says it's over. You know, um, those disciples thought that it was over, even though Jesus had tried to convince them, even 
though Jesus had tried to tell them, they were so overwhelmed with their present circumstances. They were so overwhelmed with their present reality. They, they found it difficult to cling to the things that Jesus had said, and he had prepared them for this moment. But Resurrection Sunday proves that it is not over until God says it's over. And even if God did say it was over, he has still got us. Um, he is still looking after us. He is still making a way for us. He is still the miracle maker. He is still the mountain mover. He is still the one who makes a way even where there is no way. And that is what we hold on to. That's who we hold on to through the seasons of life. The resurrection is proof that when all hope is gone, our God is able. Oh, come on, come on. When all hope is gone, our God is able. He is able to exceed our expectations. He's able to turn darkness into light. He's even able to take that which, it, that which is dead and bring it back to life. And so I want to I draw our attention just to four things um, on this Easter Sunday just something for us to, to focus on and think about. Because the resurrection is proof that I can trust God. And those that phrase that I've just said there, that phrase is something we've heard so often. I can trust God. Yes, yes, Malcolm, we know. But it, that doesn't sound quite as good. When I, or what I'm, it's, no, I'm saying it wrong. It sounds better to say I trust God than it does to say I'm losing a sense of control. When I say I'm trusting God, great. But that means I'm losing a sense of control. I found out something. I'm a lot better at saying that I trust God than I am at losing a sense of control. But if I'm truly going to trust, then I've got to lose that sense of control. I've got to be able to let go. Otherwise, I'm not truly trusting. And in this season, you know, in every season. I just think that this season highlights what has actually been true all along. Because for me to have any sense of, of control, I mean, it's just an illusion. The whole coronavirus season, as it has gripped the globe, has proved to many that we weren't as in control as we thought we were. But it kind of felt that way. It kind of felt we were in control and we kind of trusted in that. Well, this is something that's good for us who follow and love Jesus. It just reminds us, you know what? It, we may have felt we were in control, but we actually weren't. So that actually encourages me now that where I, I feel that I'm not in control because of God, things are actually not out of control. I'm more 
I'm more in control because I'm not relying on myself. I'm not relying on my circumstances. I'm relying on Jesus. So I want to just point out these four things. We can we can trust we can trust Jesus. Yes, we can trust his plan. We can trust his path. We can trust him for provision. And we can trust what he says. Now, if you want a fourth P, um, I've actually written down here um, profession. But, you know, it, I just, I, I'm not in the mood for prettying it up and tying it with a bow and making it sound all cool. Uh, but for those who just need four Ps, there they are plan, path, provision, and profession. But I just want to say for me, and for anyone else out there who just needs it straight today, we can trust what he says. We can trust what he says. We can trust his plan. We can trust his path. We can trust him for provision. And we can trust what he says. Let me say this. Firstly, we can trust his plan. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. In all the disarray, I want to remind us that God has a plan. I actually shared something similar to this in my daily devotional that I've been doing on uh, Instagram. Well, it's almost every day, but it's, it's the truth and reality that there was a plan in place even before we were born. And God's plans are not knocked out of kilter through this season. It might look different to the way we thought it was going to look, but it is still on course. God's plan will not be knocked off course by coronavirus or anything like that. God's plan is still yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He knows his plans. That's why you are on the planet. Psalm 139 says, all the days ordained for me were written in his book before one of them came to be. In other words, you're on the planet because of a plan. You didn't make it on the planet and then God came up with a plan for you. He wasn't surprised or shocked at your presence. He knew you were here and you were here because there's a plan. There's something in you. There's something about you. That the planet would be less because of your absence. You are you are here. You are here to fulfill God's plan. And I believe that for those of us who love and follow Jesus, we will not, as long as we are being obedient and serving Him, we will not exit this planet until we have fulfilled the plan that He had for us. We can trust His plan. So in the things that you don't understand, don't lose the things that you do understand. God's got a plan and we can trust it. The second thing, we can trust his path. You see, the interesting thing about the disciples is that they'd heard about Jesus' plan, but they had then taken that and thought, mm, okay, this must mean that, and this must mean this, and this must mean the other. And they formed their own view, their own understanding of how that plan was going to work out. And we all know 
that they got it wrong. But we all know that we were, we're all perfectly capable of doing exactly the same thing. We, we hear something from God. We hear uh, maybe a, a prophetic word. We get something from scripture. God speaks to us. God speaks to us through a message like this. And we think we've heard something. And then we, and then we decide how that plan is going to work out. But again, if you've been on the road a while, you understand that uh, God's path does not always uh, relate to the plan. We have to trust the path because it takes a route sometimes that we did not anticipate. This year has taken a route that we did not anticipate. But we can not only trust his plan, we can trust his path. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's great to understand that God has an overarching plan for our life. But trust means that I've got to be prepared to let go of my understanding of how things are going to work out. And I've got to trust his path. I was just reflecting um, uh, sometime last week it was. In fact, we had a conversation about something which I'll talk to you about in a moment. But I was thinking about our time in South Africa um, you know, listen, there's no doubt that that was God's plan. But the path that that plan took did not work out how we anticipated. And I say that because there are things that happen on the way. There are things that happen um, along that path that, that catch you by surprise and can sometimes make you wonder, did I hear right? Am I in the right place? Is this what God wants me to do? You know, I was thinking about the fact, you know, um, we were, we were, there we were serving God, there commanded by God, we believed to be there, he wanted us to be there. Um, and and we, were, we were robbed about three or four times um, with other attempted robberies. Um, and, you know, you say, wow, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm here um, serving you. Why is why is this happening? You know, we went through, as some of you will know, we went through a church split, which honestly was a horrendous set of circumstance for us. It, it, it really um, messed with us, but uh, emotionally and, 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 um, and yeah, it was, it was a deep and profound thing that happened to our family. And, and again, left us with many questions. Wow, did we hear right? Are we in the right place? Are we doing what you want us to do? And, and yes, because hope is alive, I can say that even when I look back on those situations, I know that we were in the right place and we were in the right place at the right time, but I only get to that place by looking back. It didn't feel like that. You know, we the, the conversation I was just um, uh, talking to you about was we were sat around dinner and we were reminding ourselves, uh, um, you know, one day, uh, Lynette was just part of this um, women's group that met, I think it was a, uh, a Thursday morning or something like that. 
And uh, one day, she, I mean, my wife is very, very rarely would do this, but she just didn't feel great that day. For some reason, she didn't feel great and she didn't go along to this ladies' meeting. And um, then about 12 o'clock, when this meeting would have normally finished, she received a phone call, a frantic phone call from a woman who she would normally meet, a friend who she'd normally meet at this group. The woman was crying her eyes out. Why? Because this group had been held up at gunpoint by people who'd come and stolen uh, all the the bags and and, and cell phones and and money. And and Lynette, on any other day, would have been there on that day. But because she felt unwell, she made a very unusual decision to not go. Again, God, we're here, we're serving you. Why, why is this? But, but God protected her from something in that situation. Um, whereas there are other times in our life where God has protected us through something. And, and there are some things in this season that God is going to protect us from. But there are other things that God is going to protect us through can we trust his path we know we may know he's got a plan because he has but will you trust his path trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight we can trust his provision Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory. Know this today, that we serve a God who has promised to look after his children. But we have to trust him in regard to what that provision looks like. I was young And now I am old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. This is the truth. This is our reality. If I had time, uh, some of you know some of our stories, but I could tell you story after story, account after account of God's precious supernatural provision coming through to us as a family. So we can trust his plan we can trust his path we can trust him for provision we can trust what he says he said he would rise from the dead and he did when i trust someone i believe what they say a trustworthy person follows through on what they have promised. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? The answer is, there's no way that God speaks and then doesn't act and there's no way that he He promises and does not fulfill. You can trust him. You can trust what he says. 
Even those things might not work out in the way you thought they were going to work out. You can trust and know wholeheartedly that God's got you. And in the end, you are going to end up with a better story than you ever imagined. God is not a human. God is not a man. Another version says that he should lie. He is trustworthy and he will follow through on everything that he has said. I want to say that Easter Sunday proves that. It proves that you can trust God. God promised to raise Jesus from the dead. He did that. Jesus promised to send his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. These truths are unchanging. They are eternal. They are our reality. We can trust his plan. We can trust his path. We can trust him for provision. And we can trust what he says. That is true this Easter Sunday for those of us who followed the Lord for a while. It is also true if you're watching today. And right now you would honestly say you don't really have a relationship with God. Well, you're not excluded. Believe it or not, God has already been looking after you. He's already been making a way for you. And I know that it may not have always felt like that, but he's trusted you. Some of you are alive today because of God's intervention. And you thought it was just good luck or good fortune. Meanwhile, it was the spirit of God who has protected you. And why has he protected you? It's because God has a plan for your life. There's a reason that overdose didn't take you out. There's a real reason that that car accident didn't take you out. There's a reason Uh, why you didn't lose your mind. There's a reason for that because God has a plan and that plan is still true, active, and uh, God wants to see that fulfilled in your life. Are you going to trust him today? This Easter Sunday, Sunday, Jesus proves to us that he is trustworthy, that he he is someone, a God who delivers on what he has promised. And I believe that someone needs to hear this today, that in all the things you're not sure about, be sure of this, that God loves you. Jesus died for you. He has a plan for your life. And he rose again from the dead to give you a future, to give you hope, to see that plan, that reason you're on the planet fulfilled in the name of Jesus. I wonder if you'll pray with me today as we come to the end of this time. Father God, We want to say thank you for your presence right now. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. May your presence flood every home, flood every room where this is being watched on a screen. Holy God, holy God, do that which only you can do, I pray, right now. Father, We thank you today that hope is alive. We thank you today that Jesus is absolutely trustworthy. We thank you that he came through on his promise and he will come through on all the promises he has spoken over our lives. We thank you today. Easter Sunday proves more than maybe I don't know any other day that we have nothing to fear that God is for us and not against us. I pray that the peace and 
confidence that only God can give would flood our hearts. I pray for those who do not know you right now. I pray for those who are living a life that is far from you. Uh, maybe they have once made a decision uh, to follow you, but they know they, they need to get their life straight. They need to put into action that trust again. Father, I pray right now, maybe if that's you, if you're listening to this and that's you, maybe you're far from God, but there's something in you today that says, I don't get it all, but I need this. Maybe there's someone else who's saying, you know, I need to come back. I need to get my life in order. I can't get my life in order in my own strength. Jesus, come and help me. If you fit into either of those categories, I want you to pray with me right now. Just say this prayer along with me. Lord God, thank you for dying for me on the cross. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. And I turn away from those things and I give my life to you. But Jesus, I thank you. You rose again from the dead. You rose to give me hope. You rose to set me free. You rose to give me a brand new life, a life that is guided by God. Father, I entrust myself to you. I give you all that I have, all that I am. And I trust you to make a way in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, amazing. That is wonderful. I congratulate you for what I believe is the most profound and exciting decision of your life. And you can uh, get in touch with us soon uh, by simply sending an email to amen at heart.church. That's amen at heart.church. And, and as you, um, when you get in contact with us with that email, we will be sure to be back in touch with you because we would love to help you on your journey. God bless you. I love you. And a very happy Easter. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.